0: listening to Rumination Tuesday of Law and Gospel on this September the 20th in the year of our Lord 2022. And we're going to be taking a look at the hymn, Lord, Thee I love with all my heart. That is a rendition of Lord Thee I Love With All My Heart. Boy, it was written by Martin Schalling, 1532 to 1608. And this was a peaceful pastor who was forced to make his choice between faithfulness, opposing the Flatian heresy, and his livelihood. The Flatian heresy was really about synergism, namely, what is the place of original sin? And there was an argument against Luther's interpretation of that. Plus, Flation believed that there was no such thing as adiaphora, where God neither commanded or prohibited something. In other words, he believed that anything the Roman Catholic Church did that we consider to be Adiaphora should be excluded, which of course the Lutherans did not agree to. Well, what happened to Martin Schlein? he opposed the and he was required to leave the city. This was not the only time of suffering for faithfulness. He was called to as a pastor, and he was again caught in a confessional crossfire when the current ruler, Elector Frederick III, who had been raised as a strict Roman Catholic, converted to Luther's teaching, and then declared himself to be an adherent of Calvin. And that forced another disastrous choice on Schalling he also was forced to leave his home together with his wife, children, and that occurred during Holy Week. Fortunately, though, he was favored by the elector's brother, and he was given refuge and was a preacher in the count's residence for Easter Sunday in 1569. In fact, we still have his manuscript of his sermon in his own hand which survived. Its text was Exodus 12, 1 to 14, the story of the institution of the Passover meal. And following the sermon is this hymn, written in his same hand. Though the hymn is not well known outside Lutheranism, it is among the most powerful texts in all hymnody. The depth of feeling has led commentaries inevitably to mention the use particularly of stanza three as the final chorus of Bach's St. John's past Passion. This hymn's pastoral power emerges first from its wonderful historical context and then from its theological source so what do you think of this hymn pastor mark smith it's a great hymn uh, whenever i think of
1: it i think of uh, the funeral of our dear brother in, in the ministry uh, reverend walter hoffman whom i know you yes. remember too
0: well i he, preached at his funeral yeah and we that's, use this hymn yes mm-hmm. that's good memory of yours it is a great hymn, and there's no reason why we shouldn't start looking at it, because each verse is somewhat lengthy. It takes two pages in the hymnal, Lord, thee I love with all my heart. But before we start, did you notice the translator? Yes, Catherine Winkworth.
1: <laughs> boy. Boy, boy! she sure kept busy, didn't she?
0: Wow. Yes. Actually, it had been translated by someone else, and she revised that translation, and therefore we have what we have. So if you would be kind enough to read the first stanza. Okay. Lord,
1: thee I love with all my heart. I pray thee ne'er from me depart. With tender mercy cheer me. Earth has no pleasure I would share. Yea, heaven itself were void and bare, if Thou, Lord, wert not near me. And should my heart for sorrow break, my trust in Thee can nothing shake. Thou art the portion I have sought, Thy precious blood my soul has bought. Lord Jesus Christ, My God God and Lord, Lord, my God and Lord, Lord. forsake Forsake me not, not. I trust trust thy word.
0: Now, he wrote this hymn in connection with his sermon on the Passover. And, of course, the Passover was the shedding of the blood of a lamb. And so that's why I believe he has in stanza one, thy precious blood my soul has bought lord jesus now this is really really important to talk about i don't know have you decided which of the readings from amos first timothy or luke 16 you're preaching this sunday
1: i'm preaching on the gospel uh the rich man and lazarus story
0: of the rich man and lazarus what's the point you're going to be making Well,
1: it's very much in line with this hymn, of course. Yes. Although although hell is for real, so is our sure salvation in Jesus Christ. Yes.
0: I ran across verse 31 that I'm going to be talking about, where of course, the rich man, we often refer to him as divies because that's the Greek word for rich. Right. He wants Abraham to go and talk to his brothers. And Abraham says this, No, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And then the rich man says, No, Father Abraham. But if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. And then listen to verse 31. Yeah. If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. Yeah, isn't that a great verse? Now that got me thinking. You know, I'm really opposed to evidential apologists who want to give evidence of the resurrection of jesus from the dead because they believe then that people will be convinced that christianity is the right way but can you think of people who believed in the resurrection from the dead and are still going to hell People who believed in the resurrection from the dead and are
1: still going to, well of course uh, uh, Jesus uh, in, in at the same time just before he arose from the dead, he descended into hell and uh, proclaimed victory his victory to uh, Satan and all of his
0: all of his doomed devils so that was know, from the t- from the time of the flood. But yeah. I meant someone living at the time of Jesus. I'm trying to think. The Pharisees—they yeah. believed that Jesus. They rose believed from in the, the resurrection.
1: Dead.
0: They yes. believed in
1: the resurrection of the dead. Yes, but you know, you can't, you can't believe in the resurrection of the dead. And if somebody chooses to believe in the resurrection of the dead. You've got to also believe in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. You can't you can't choose one or the other. They're they're intimately bound. If you deny the resurrection of Jesus, you're also denying the resurrection our, our, the resurrection on the last day. You can't have can't, one or the other.
0: Uh, no, you missed my point. Okay. okay. They confirmed the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. They believe he rose from the dead. They paid the soldiers to lie about it. That's right. That's right. You're absolutely right. They knew that Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead. Nobody said, oh, Lazarus wasn't raised from the dead among the Pharisees. They thought it was a trick of Beelzebub. And that's the point I'm trying to make. The gospel is not really preached if you only talk about the historical events that occurred in Jesus' life. Namely, born of the Virgin Mary. Uh, Even the Muslims believe that. Yeah. That he was crucified, that he rose from the dead. So Muslims today are good examples of people who believe Jesus rose from the dead, but they don't believe in him as their savior.
1: Yeah, you've got to believe
0: that he rose from the dead for for you. And the for you is the promises of the gospel. Right. So what's the use of proving to anyone that Jesus rose from the dead if that's all they will agree to? They'll still go to hell because they don't believe that the promise was he died for you. And I think that's a really important. I mean, Abraham says... If they're not going to listen to Moses and the prophets, and of course, that's Genesis 3.15. You can't read Isaiah uh, 53 and, and not understand about Jesus. If they don't hear those two, neither will they be convinced that someone should rise from the dead. So it's a waste of time to prove that Jesus rose from the dead. You don't need to do that that's for Christians who can read about it in scripture. And when they receive faith from the Holy Spirit, they not only believe the promises, which then leads to their salvation, but they also believe the history of what the Bible says about Jesus. I agree. So this first stanza Lord thee I love with all my heart. Now wait wait a minute. We we confess every Sunday that we don't love God with all our heart. We're poor, and miserable sinners. So why are we singing this? In Christ In Christ we love him with all our heart. Well it doesn't say that though. It just says I love you the with only, all my the, heart. That that That's the only way we can
1: really keep his law, is in him.
0: The phrase that I want to touch on is with all my heart. With our normal heart, we don't love God. But what did David pray for? It begins with create. Oh, oh, yes, that's right. That's uh, Psalm 51, isn't it? Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, let's see how's it go. get me, give me. Create started.
0: in me a, me clean, a clean heart, heart o, God. o God, and renew, and renew a right renew. spirit within me. That's called the new man, and that new man does have a heart that loves Jesus totally. Right, right. We just keep having a struggle all the time. So, remember the goal of a pastor is not only to explain the Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic, but also the English. And so when people sing this, they just finish confessing that they're poor, miserable sinners. So they need to understand that we're talking about the heart that the Holy Spirit gives, which results, as you just said, with not just your works, but the fruit of faith, which are works that are motivated by the holy spirit and our love for jesus so that's why we can pray that jesus will never from us depart because he makes that promise that's right that he will not depart yes we that's cling to his promises yes that's what we have to help the people understand with this hymn that it's his tender mercy cheers us Earth has no pleasure I would share yet heaven itself would be void and bare if Lord you were not near us And, and that heaven occurs even here on earth right in the holy Christian church So yeah, where Jesus he, is where Jesus is there I want to be Yes. In fact, notice that later on in the first verse, my trust in thee can nothing shake. Notice it's not trust in the historical events of the Bible, even though we believe them to be true, but it's our trust in the promises of Jesus that nothing can shake. And, he is and the that- portion I have sought. And that trust is given us by God the Holy Spirit. Yes. We
1: could not we could not cling to his promises without the help of the Holy Spirit.
0: Yes. That was part of the controversy that Martin Schalin had to go through where people were saying, No, you in your own will can make a choice and that just isn't true. It's a gift from the Holy Spirit. All right, I'll read stanza two. Yea, Lord, t'was thy rich bounty gave my body, soul, and all I have in this poor life of labor. Lord, grant that I in every place may glorify thy lavish grace and help and serve my neighbor. Let no false doctrine me beguile. Let Satan not my soul defile give strength and patience unto me to bear my cross and follow thee, Lord Jesus Christ, my God and Lord, my God and Lord, in death thy comfort still afford. What's the important point that you would look at in this stanza? Well, having known
1: what the writer went through those two those two bitter controversies which uh which ended up with him having to leave his parish and yes. go elsewhere he couldn't he had to be thinking about that he had to be thinking about the trials of being faithful to god's word as he was writing this
0: hymn well said Let let no false doctrine
1: me beguile. Let no false doctrine me beguile. Let Satan not my soul defile. Give strength and patience unto me to bear my cross and follow thee.
0: And following Jesus means to not only believe his promises, but love to do his will. That's what we refer to as good works. So that's really... Just a powerful verse. I, I'm looking forward to singing this. Are You going to be singing it Sunday? You
1: know, I should have chosen this hymn. I, I realize now I should have sh- chosen it, but you know, I, uh, I, 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 had to kind of quickly. Sometimes you have to be quick about choosing hymns, and, and that's that's another story. But uh, but it it is an excellent hymn. I probably should have had a, I probably should have had the congregation sing this as a final hymn
0: or during communion or during communion that's another possibility yes yeah because it's it's long enough uh you don't look ahead to see what the hymn of the week is oh yes oh yes I do, I do.
1: and it just didn't I don't know I didn't you register know, no it's just uh you know I don't I, I, at the time Some hymns strike me and some don't. And, uh, you know, there
0: are different reasons why you choose hymns, as you well know. Yep. I usually spend a half hour to 45 minutes on hymns. I have two books that you can get from Concordia Publishing House. The one that has the hymn of the day also has about 15 other hymns that are appropriate for that day. Yes. Either, because of the Old Testament, the Epistle, or the Gospel. But then I also have a book that I love, and that's a complete concordance of the hymnal. I don't know if you have that one.
1: Yeah, that's. Uh, I've got the one for the old hymnal, but I don't have the concordance for the new hymnal.
0: Yeah, you really need to get that, because... Yeah. If you're talking about a specific thing like baptism or whatever, you can look it up and see where that word is used. Right. Okay, stanza three, please. Okay. Lord, let at last thine angels
1: come to Abram's bosom, bear me home, that I may die unfearing, and in its narrow chamber keep my body safe in peaceful sleep, until thy reappearing. And then from death awaken me, that these mine eyes with joy may see, O Son of God, thy glorious face, my Savior and my fount of grace. Lord Jesus Christ, my prayer attend, my prayer attend, and I will praise thee without end.
0: Isn't that interesting that it even talks about going to Abraham, just like Lazarus did?
1: Yes. In fact, I I wouldn't be surprised if that's the very reason why this hymn was uh, chosen as the hymn of the day, because it it mentions uh, Lazarus being at Abraham's bosom in the gospel.
0: Now, I do two services at Uh, a congregation Uh, one is for the congregation and the other one is for the university Mm -hmm. and the university students aren't as loud in their singing as is the congregation. And I'm just giving you a suggestion. What, what I, what happened, I had chosen a hymn. I try and choose a hymn that they've never sung before. Uh Uh, in my years there. I keep track of every hymn. Mm -hmm. And as we were singing it, the congregation was even having a little trouble singing it because Mm -hmm. of the tune. So when I went to the other service, I simply announced that rather than the hymn that we're having in the bulletin, we've chosen this other hymn to sing. Now, I did that because it was an easier hymn and more familiar Right. But you you could do that this Sunday saying you'd have to talk to the organist ahead of time that rather than the hymn you've chosen we're going to sing hymn 708 because of its closeness to the gospel. And I don't Well think I could but I me.
1: you know I uh I I just I, I I I'll stick with the hymn I like. This this is a good hymn and we've sung it before and we'll sing it again.
0: Yeah, it's just that it's dealing with Lazarus and David. So, but this third stanza is really looked at by a lot of theologians as uh, the best. Lord, let at last thine angels come to yeah. Abraham's bosom bear me home. And and that's in heaven. Yeah, that's... that I may die unfearing. Now, even Lutherans sometimes fear to die yeah but in in my experience the closer they get to the death the more comforted they are because we've been giving them bible verses from the scripture which are promises of the gospel has that happened with you yes yes you
1: know, another thing about this last verse, Tom, is it's, it's perhaps the only hymn that I know of that talks about our body sleeping in the earth. In its na- Lord, in its narrow chamber, keep my body safe in peaceful sleep until thy reappearing. Do you know of any other hymn that talks in those terms?
0: No, that's why it's also suggested that this is a good funeral hymn. Exactly. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that until I read that, but you just noted a part that really is important. And I think that's something that we keep in mind. So that mine eyes with joy may see, O Son of God. That's a reference, of course, to somebody else who said that I'm going to see him with my own eyes. Right. Job, uh, Job, right? Yes. Yes. I know that my Redeemer lives. That's that famous passage there. With right. With his own mm-hmm. eyes, I'm going to see God, which is really amazing because while you're here on earth, nobody can see the Father and live. Remember, Moses only saw the backside of the Father. Right. All right, Lord, the I love with all my heart. Thank you very much for helping us and pointing out some important parts of this hymn on tomorrow's Law and Gospel. We'll be continuing with a section of Proverbs written and inspired by the Holy Spirit, written by Solomon himself. Until then, God bless you.